Welcome in everybody to this week's edition of I Don't Know Jim. In this episode, we've got the game of the year, the Vikings taking down the Bills. We've also got a couple more recaps for you. The Packers overcoming a 14-point deficit and the Lions coming back and defeating the surging Chicago Bears. All that and more, including a Week 11 preview, coming up next. All right, Jim, what do you say we don't get right into our He's Jim picks of the week? There are a lot of big performances from Sunday, so let's hop right into it. Since I have lost track of all the picks, and I bet you probably would have beat me this week too, you can have numero uno for He's Jim this week. Thanks, Jim. I will happily take numero uno picko. And with my numero uno Jimmo picko, I will be taking none other than Justin Jeffer Jim. Mm. his performance (laughs) in Buffalo. And I'm not sure we really should keep a log of these. So we know if we're shouting out like a recurring two time, he's two time. He's two time now. Yep. I mean, rightfully so that man did unspeakable things to the Buffalo bills this, this Sunday uh, with arguably the greatest catch of all time. Yep. Uh, I missed it live. Believe it or not. My bladder said it is time to go. I figured, oh. I figured that I was safe. It was fourth and long, um, and I heard the living room explode as I was exploding myself. Anyway, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, what a stat line this man produced. I will pull it up for you now. 10 receptions, 193 yards, and a touchdown. Jim, that is unbelievable. And he is still young, and he's going to be a Jim for quite some time. That man's a stud. For sure, dude. They looked to him when it was most important, and that catch was absolutely banana land, too. He was a big reason why they won. And for my pick, I'm actually going to keep it with the Vikings here. Going on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going with Patrick Peterson. Four mm. tackles and two huge picks. Sneaky now. I know this is like his 10th year in the league or something like that. He's tied for second in the NFL in pass defenses. So he's kind of having a career revitalization right now. And another thing I'll say about him is the whole time I was watching, I was like, why will they not put Patrick Peterson on Stephon Diggs? And they and they didn't the whole entire game. They let the other guy get cooked. I'm blanking on his name right now. But he stepped up and he had two huge plays. And he's a big reason why they won. Next pick, I'm going rookie wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Christian Watson. Came out and came out of nowhere. Four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns. He stretched that Cowboys defense like you read about. He was a major X factor, and maybe he'll be something to watch as as they continue to try to pull themselves out of the basement. But those are two great picks, Jim. I, I like the Patrick Peterson pick. People kind of forget that he was a stud for a while, and yep. you know, I feel like we tend to grade cornerbacks on their highest peak for like one season. If you have one just like ridiculous season, you're him for like that season. And then if you like fall off the tiniest bit of the cliff, you're washed. Mm -hmm. But Patrick Peterson's been doing it at a top level for a long time now, and he should get some more credit for that. Definitely. I'll move it along with my defensive gym, and it is going to be Jeff Okuda. Ooh, all right. I liked his pick six. Two time too. 
I know. I'm picking the two timers. Let's go. I like, I like Okuda. Um, Let's go. Good pick six there. Way to get the win. Jeff Okuda coming back from that uh, injury last year, having himself a season. Like that I'll pick, Jim. I get to go again. Oh my god! And my utility, Jim. Okay. Not gonna like this one. Oh no! It's Jim Saturday. Oh, he Jeff was gonna Saturday. be my next one, Jim. Yeah, Jeff Saturday. Jim Saturday. First week on the job. He might have lied on his resume a bit, but it doesn't matter. He came out victorious against a poverty Raiders franchise. They need to pack it up. They need to go home. But shout out Jeff Saturday. I know we kind of, you know, we, you really, but I, I hopped on the board, the ship with you of just dumping on him for getting that job. But I, I kind of like what I've seen about, you know, what he said about it with uh, like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at this, but he came in there and he made some decisions to win a football game. He started Matt Ryan, even though there was some pressure to not do so. And I liked what I saw out of Jim Saturday. For sure. I mean, and to be clear, I'll say that I think I was dumping more on Jim Ursay than I was Jeff Saturday. I'm not going to be mad at Jeff Saturday for taking that job. I was pretty much handed to him on a silver platter. But anyways, my last Jim is going to be none other than Saquon Barkley. I mean, they practically ran him into the ground against the Texans. 35 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. Getting the dub. Somehow the Giants are sitting at 7-2. and two. If you ask me, he's the engine in that New York Giants car. So he rolls, they roll. And that's going to do it for the draft this week, Jim, I think. Week 10 in the books. Moving on to week 11 now. Hell yeah. That's scary. It is always frightening how fast the football season passes. Uh, the beginning of the season is the fun part where it is fall and gorgeous and beautiful out. And now we are moving into the time of the year where football is the only shining light of happiness mm. up here in the cold, bleak New England. Ugh. Yeah, it's already dark. I it's know. It's like 4 p.m. now. Looking at my computer at like 4.30 and it's, there's no sunlight. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, this is when you got to just grasp on those little things that make you happy, like NFL football. Jags-Titans Thursday night. Jags-Titans. What? Not this Thursday. No, are they coming up? No, but historically, they've always put that oh. on, the, on Thursday Night Football because it's just a bum matchup. That's a good point. Uh, you know, Warzone 2 just dropped. Hold on to those little bits of happiness. I'm installing that right now. Oh, yeah, it's gas, Jim. Is it good? Oh, it's good. Shit. It's a little buggy, but it feels good to be back. That's all right. All right, Jim. Time for our James's. And mine is going to be associated with the Jim Be a Jim pick of the week. It's going to be Mike McCarthy. This guy rolls up to Lambeau Field dressed like Vince Lombardi. Okay. Did you see him pregame? I did. Dressed like Vince Lombardi as a five point, and I know it moved down to four, but a five point favorite originally, then leads his team to having a 14-point lead and manages to blow it away to the hands of his former team, the Green Bay Packers. That's something that I really didn't see coming. I thought that once they were up, they were going to stay up. I thought their defense was going to be able to hold. Um, but somehow the Packers got it done by a very conservative approach there in Rodgers. Uh, and I think that's a game that the Cowboys got to have. You're in Lambeau. You're up by 14. There's no excuse for losing that game. Yeah, that's a good pick, Jim. 
that's a bad loss. Horrible. Uh, it's it's an Aaron Rodgers is your daddy loss. Yeah. And you know it's okay. Everyone can have their daddy. That's all right. But especially in the NFC NFC East, where these losses matter a lot this year, apparently. It's top heavy division. So you know who knows that loss could come back to really bite them. I'm gonna take a James that I believe this is a recurring James. And maybe we're beating a dead horse here, but the Denver Broncos, man. Specifically the Denver Broncos uh, offense. God. I saw this stat, and you know, it's not crazy, crazy deep analysis, but if the Denver Broncos put up 18 points in every game, just 18 points on offense every game of the season, they'd be eight and one. Eight and one pat. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Their offense just need to put up 18 points. Oh God. So much wrong yeah. with them. Their defense is amazing. A great, great defense. Uh, you just need to score more than three possessions. And you win these games. And it's uh, just it's so mind-boggling. Like, Russ looks awful. Horrible. Uh, again, we're beating a dead horse because we've talked about it before. But, you know, they came off their bye. <laughs> and you'd think there'd be some change. <laughs> and it almost looked like they regressed, Jim. That's what I thought, right? I said, you know, the bye week, maybe they have some time to think things over, talk about what's working, what's not. It's got stuffed in a locker. That was brutal. And, it, you know, the 10 points, their one touchdown really just came off a fluke big play. Busted coverage. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, and that's fine. You score how you score, but that means they scored three points the rest of the game. That's scary. They're bad. They're bad. They're not good. Their season's over. R.I.P. Denver Broncos. Denver James O's. See ya. <laughs> Bombs. But that's enough of that. We can move right on to our analysis of the Week 10 games. All right, Jimmy. You want to kick it off? Sure, Jim. We can kick it off with the Carolina Panthers taking down the Falcons on Thursday night football. Thursday night games always feel so far away. Uh, yeah. We record. I forgot about this game. It was c- kind of forgettable. Uh, True. Panthers at home, they kind of dominated this game. Deontay Foreman ran down their throats. Falcons looked not great, but, you know, when you get two bad teams playing each other, that's kind of what happens. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Panthers dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball all night long. Foreman had a big night. Uh, Marcus Mariota looked pedestrian at best. He had a couple really stupid plays. That play where he was spinning around, hucked it up. Um, he also missed Kyle Pitts a couple of times, and I'm pretty sure Kyle Pitts has like the longest wingspan in NFL history for a tight end. So that's pretty tough to do. But uh, I mean, both of these teams aren't good. I think the Falcons are average. I think you know they're a little below average. Panthers bottom ten. But I, I expect this one to be kind of a stinker, and it was. But in the end, I think that the Panthers just outphysical the Falcons. They got it done. Now we can hop over to the pond here, Jim. The NFL's first ever game in Germany. Tom Brady and the Bucks take down the Seahawks 21 to 16. And what's your big takeaway from this one? I've got a few. My big takeaway is the Tampa Bay Bucks are winning that division. Yes. Seahawks didn't look I mean they didn't look great in the early part of this game, but they did a good job clawing back. Not disappointed with them. I think the travel all the way to Germany was definitely a factor. Absurd. Uh, which is crazy that they made the westernmost team do that. But uh, And then my last takeaway would be Germany's awesome. I I hope we have more games Mm. there. 
it was dude, it was so sick. The game's over and the fans are still just belting out America. Yeah. Like that was sick. That was cool to see. Uh but yeah, Bucks gonna win this division maybe at like ten and seven at best. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they'll get hot down the stretch here. Um, I also think it's interesting that Rashad White has taken over the backfield. You know, he led the team in rushing with 105 yards. Um, Brady looked good. He had one pick at the end of the game that was pretty brutal. Uh, and also, I I mean, God only knows what they were doing when they had Fournette try to throw him that ball. And he just slipped and fell, and Tariq Wollen just plucked it out of the air. But for Seattle, I thought that Kenneth Walker would struggle here, and he did. You know, Geno Smith led them in rushing with 22 yards. So I think that if the Buccaneers can keep that up, um, they're in a crappy division. As long as they can be efficient on offense, I think they'll win and I think they'll cause trouble in the playoff. And with that, I think we can move on to the next one here. The Browns getting croaked by the Dolphins. by have final of 39 to 17. And I will say I was very wrong about how I thought this one would go. What do you think? I don't think you were out of line with your prediction. I just I mean, think the run, uh, the, the run <laughs> first type of offenses, you need the game to go a certain type of way. Definitely. You can't really be playing catch up, which what is what ended up happening. But um, they scored on their first drive, which is crazy. That the is Browns. crazy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe it's game mismanagement. Uh, they just couldn't get it, get it going early and then... <laughs> That Miami Dolphins offense is pretty scary. Yeah. So once you're down a few scores to them, I'm just not sure how a team like the Browns can, you know, fight that fight uphill there. I don't know. Maybe the Dolphins deserve a little more respect from us. I mean, definitely. The head of the AFC East now. The Tua and Tyreek combo is just, you got Jalen Waddle as a great compliment, and Jeff Wilson is looking nice. RB1 Jeff Wilson all of a sudden, huh? Uh, pour one out for all Raheem Mostert fantasy owners. All right, yeah. How the Mardu on the bye last week was he good for you? <laughs> uh, we, we we didn't need him. we didn't need him. All right, yeah. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty well there. Brown struggle around the ball. Tua looks like he has a serious case to be an MVP. I don't think the Dolphins punted at this one, did they? Yeah, uh, I don't know for sure, but I'd I'd believe it. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, Dolphins are very scary. Uh, I do not like what I'm seeing from them as far as being a Patriots fan goes. Big week for the Pats. They need to, it's must win, Loki. We can uh, keep it chugging along to our James of the week taking another L. The Denver Broncos moving <laughs> 17 to 10 to the Tennessee Titans. Welcome back, Ryan Tannehill. No one on the Titans really had a great day except Westbrook Akine. Yeah, and he just kind of got loose on that uh, flea flicker. And that was kind of it. Too, but I mean, yeah. This was a sleepy, stinky game. And, you know, 17 points was enough for the Titans to win this one. If I'm a Broncos fan, which thank God I'm not. Good Lord. I, I think I'd rather just put nails in my eyes than watch this team play football. It's got to burn, dude. Drew Locke could do this. This is bad. Dude, so bad. Literally. I think Drew Locke arguably could have this team at four and five instead. I don't doubt it, dude. This is so bad. They've been so disappointing all season. I know. We touched on it off the bye. You'd like to see a, like some slight improvement. doesn't need to be like night and day improvement, but you'd like to see a little bit of progress off a bye. You know, you have that extra time to just really hunker down, get it going on the practice field, and then you come out and you just, you still stink. 
you still stink so, so bad. They're arguably the most disappointing team this season. You could toss the Raiders in there, but the Raiders only really gave up a bunch of, you know, they, they got Devontae. The Broncos gave up a ton, like a ton to bring Russell Wilson in. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, they're the most disappointing team. Definitely. That was my that was my sleeper team. I had them going deep into the playoffs, making a run at the AFC. Uh, Russell Wilson has not looked like himself. He's looked slow. He holds into the ball forever, and they can't do anything on offense. Titans, we'll see how long they can ride their defense and Derrick Henry. I definitely think they'll win the AFC South, but I think that's enough on this one. It's just a gross game. We can go to the NFC North now. Lions taking down the Bears, 31-30. And honestly, I thought this was the going to be the Bears kind of taking this game away. Justin Fields being like, this is going to be my division in years to come. I mean, you've seen what he's done on the ground. He's totally emerged into what I think is going to be an extremely dominant player in this league in the past couple of weeks. I mean, he had 147 yards, two touchdowns on the ground here, and then two more in the air. But he made a pretty boneheaded move when he threw that pick six to Jeff Okuda. And the Lions capitalized on that mistake. And they got a victory here. They squeaked by. But I this is a game that I really would have liked to see the Bears win. I still think that they're a better team than what their record shows, but you got to finish this one. Yeah, I agree with all your points there, Jim, especially that, you know, Fields pick to Okuda. Uh, that was that was a 24-17 ball game at the time. And sure, mm. you know, they get the kickoff tie game. Justin Fields does that massive run for a touchdown. So in theory, those two cancel each other out, but... You you can't be an NFL quarterback making those types of mistakes. Like that pick to Okuda was just that was a Marcus Mariota level interception. Right there. Yeah, that was bad. Just man. Tossing it up, hoping for the best. I don't know. It's game management. I still like what I've seen out of him. But yeah, I agree with you. I really was hoping the Bears at home could take advantage of a you know not great Lions team and uh, really show the show the league what they're supposed to be. But that defense is pretty stinky. Yeah, that's bad, man. It used to be their strong point, too, but it's bad. Roquan Smith's not the best move to keep yeah, you Definitely not going to make things better for you. Anyway, we can uh, we can head over to New Jersey, where the New York Giants play. And they came home with a dub over the 1-7-1 Houston Texans. These poor Texans, man. This is a one-possession one game still. They're always just in it. They'll and never they win it, though. They can't get the job done. <laughs> it's got to be tough to watch if you're a Texans fan. But maybe there's some hope there. Maybe there's hope that, hey, this awful team. That you get the number one pick. Yeah, you get the number <laughs> one pick. This awful team is kind of hanging in there with, you know, maybe they're a piece or two away from being a 500 team. I don't know. I like think a quarterback is- and a bunch yeah. of other pieces? Or yeah, like- all those pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the story is more just Giants keep on rolling. Daniel Jones has done a good job keeping the ball this year. Definitely. Which, you know, a fellow New York quarterback could take some lessons from him there. Ooh, gotcha. Sorry, Zach Wilson. That was unnecessary. Slash Josh Allen. Slash Josh Allen. Leads the league in picks. Sorry, keep going. Picks, but Josh Allen doesn't get as much hate as other quarterbacks like Lamar. I'm just saying, man, if Lamar did what Josh Allen's done this year, he would be killed. 
I mean, yeah, it's definitely true. He gets way more flack than anybody else. And he, I think Lamar is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't think that's a secret. I love Lamar. But back to this one, kind of. I The Giants are 7-2. and two. They're right behind the Eagles in the NFC East. But, man, I hate to play the who'd you play game, but who'd you play, Giants? Who have you beaten? I haven't beaten anybody. And I, I'm pretty sure that their schedule gets pretty tough down the stretch here. They'll play Philly. Um, I'm not sure if they have Washington again or if they play them twice again, but that's a team that's kind of gaining some momentum. I don't see this team being successful in the playoffs as well. I think they're almost a lock to get in at this point. They've only got to win a couple more games. Um, but if they run into a team like like the Buccaneers, um, even even the Packers, if the Packers sneak in, I don't like their chances. I'm not buying them. You know, it's funny you mention that because if the season ended today, the Giants would be heading to Tampa Bay for their first round game. There you have it. And I would probably take Tampa. Yeah. I don't know. Which I just is, don't buy it. It's silly. It's silly, but. Oh, I think it makes sense, right? It does. I mean, I like what the Giants have done, but they're still a pretty relatively young and experienced team. Definitely. You go down to Tampa Bay. I don't think you're coming out of there with a win. Nope. Smell you later, Giants. Moving on now. Wow, we spent some time on that one. Chiefs taking down the Jags 27-17 here. Patty Mahomes having a huge day. The Jags opened this one up with a surprise onside kick, which I thought was pretty cool. But they couldn't stop the Chiefs. And ultimately, that Jags offense was efficient enough. But they're not explosive enough to keep up with the team like the Chiefs. The Chiefs kept Travis Etienne in check, which I think was a huge part of this game too. And Patrick Mahomes dominated. I think he's a foreigner for MVP right now. And they had another really convincing win over a bad Jags team. Yep, you checked all the boxes there, Jim. <laughs> I don't have much more uh, insight there. Cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, Pat Mahomes good, Jaguars bad. Ten point dub. All right, game of the year now. You can take this one. Game of the year. Undoubtedly. That game was awesome. Bills losing to the Vikings 33-30. We got Kirko Chains again. Shout out Kirko Chains. Kirk Thuggins. are legit. I actually, we can spend some time on this one because I have some thoughts. Yeah. Vikings, they're legit. They should be they should be taken seriously. Uh, eight and one. That is a quality, quality road win. For sure. Um, and on the flip side, in my opinion, I think this touches on what you were talking about. I think this is good for the Bills. I think this is good that they're losing some games. You you mentioned you know previously that the Bills kind of just think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They think they're yeah. the guys. They think they're so untouchable. They're so unbeatable. You're not. You've lost three times now. Arguably should have been a fourth against the Ravens if the Ravens didn't choke that away. This team's beatable. I still think they're very going to be very, very good in the playoffs, but I like to see some teams go through some adversity. Definitely, Jim. I mean, as as somebody that's watched the Bills gets their heart, get their heart you know, ripped out repeatedly here, this game was just all time. How did you blow that? How did they blow this game? It was... First, I think it started with the Dalvin Cook run. 
I think they were up by uh, 10 at that point, or maybe more. 17, maybe. Cook gets loose on that run. Bang. Quick touchdown. Next thing you know, you got Josh Allen throwing picks in a situation where you either hold on to the ball, take a sack, and tr- go for a field goal. Even if you miss it, you're not given any momentum up like that. And then you stuff Kirk Cousins on the goal line at the end of the game, and you fumble the ball in your own end zone like that? I had never seen anything like that. I was practically dead. I was sitting up straight watching this game, and then I was like stroking on the side of my couch dead. Like, what did I just see? I've never seen anything like that. No. How did they blow that? Yeah, I don't know, Jim. I don't know how you lose the ball there. You know, you take the safety. It's a little understandable. You're on the inch yard line. I don't know how you give up a touchdown like that. That is embarrassing. That's just inexcusable, man. And I guess for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins really wasn't great. He made a couple nice throws, but he had two bad picks. Justin Jefferson, you touched on it, man. I think he's the best receiver in football. I've been kind of hyping him up all season long, and this was like a hello type of game. Like, here he is, national audience. That's that guy. That catch was an all-timer, too. Uh, But Vikings, they'll be a force in the NFC. I really believe that. I agree with you. I mean, we'll see how it shakes out with the one seed, who gets the bye, but... That's a good Vikings team, man. All right, well, it's hard to find a game that'll live up to that one, but we can move over to the Stinkfest under game that went on with the Steelers and the Saints. I mean, oh, when you talk about quarterback battles, you don't really think of Andy Dalton versus Kenny Pickett in 2022. Not exactly at the top of my list. And it was a pretty ugly one. Uh, this one felt like the literally every point matters type of game like a field goal to go up three nothing would have been like all right you know this team's minus 400 now um Steelers looked pretty good with TJ Watt back Mm. good at football um they're making me look kind of silly with my (laughs) number one overall draft pick chain I hit them with but they show some grit man Mike Tomlin doesn't go down easy he's a great coach I know I don't really like the Steelers, but I do respect the hell out of Mike Tomlin. Sure. I think he's a great coach. I think the Saints are pretty abysmal, especially with Dalton, the quarterback. He's just not the guy to get the job done. No. And maybe maybe that's what they're going for, is just the tank for... I don't know what they're tanking for. I don't think they have their first I'm round I'm pretty pick sure the Eagles have their first round pick. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. Ugh, I mean, what? Yeah, I don't understand the move there either. They're in, they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, for they're going to have like at least five years of irrelevancy soon. I think that's pretty fair. Drew Brees saved them, and Sean Payton too. They're both gone now. Um, but my big takeaway here: Steelers defense. They looked really good with the return of TJ Watt. I really can't speak on much else. I didn't catch like most of this game. Um, but looking box score numbers, I watched a couple highlights like. Najee Harris almost had 100 yards. That's kind of good to see. Like, he hasn't been good at all. <laughs> oh, no. I think we can keep going. This one was was kind of a, a game of relevancy, if you ask me. Yeah, fine with me, Jim. Cool. 
Colts beating the Raiders by a final of 25 to 20. Jeff Saturday gets the dub here in his debut as a head coach. I was freaking out about how there's no way they were going to win this game because of it. I look like a big idiot. Jonathan Taylor went nuts. Raiders stink. Josh McDaniels. All right. Can I say something quick? Yep. So I read an article today. I don't know the truth of this about how the Raiders can't fire Josh McDaniels right now because they're short on cash and they can't pay his buyout. So they're going to have to hold on to him. And I have heard rumors that Mark Davis is short on like actual liquid assets, like his, his cash availability because of the relocation, because of the building of the new stadium and all that. Just an interesting tip there. But, you know, Matt Ryan gets a start for the Colts. I think that's the right move to put him back in there. Ellinger kind of sucks. I'll let you take it. No, yeah, I agree with those points, Jim. It makes a lot of sense that the Raiders are a little cash poor. And, uh, you know, they really, I imagine they saw this going a lot differently. I imagine they thought this record would be flipped at 7-2. and two, mm. you know? uh, But they have looked awful. And, you know, you hope that maybe this is just a, you know, stepping stone year for McDaniels, but he's looked bad. Not uh, good. Questionable decision making. They can't hold a lead to save their life. Not that they were necessarily, you know, leading by a lot in this one, but throughout the season, they've just looked underwhelming, ill prepared, and just flat out like they don't know what they're doing at times. You know, if there's a game to win, it's a game against a first time NFL head coach. Jeff Saturday moves to highest victory percentage in coaching history, minimum one game played. Shout out Jeff Saturday. Uh, big win for the Colts. Maybe their season's not dead. Four, five, and one's not dead, dead. You're kind of middle of a pack, you know, treading water, hoping for some things to go your way. But who knows? Maybe Jeff Saturday can go on a little tear. Colts can sneak into the playoffs. Interesting. I, I kind of like that. I mean, the move was definitely to start Matt Ryan. I don't really understand what was going on with Adam on the bench. I'm pretty sure it was for some contract injury reason or whatever it was. Um, but another thing I'd like to just mention quick, Matt Ryan had that 39-yard scramble, the longest of his career. That was like the longest run, or that run was longer than a couple of teams in the league have had all season long. Think about how old and slow Matt Ryan is. I thought it was pretty incredible. We can keep going. Cardinals Rams, the battle of the frauds, as you dubbed it, I believe. Cardinals win 27-17 on the back of Colt McCoy and James Conner. Again here, like I I see these as two bad teams, especially the Rams. They've been so disappointing. But you can't expect much with John Walford at the helm for them. You know, Matt no Matt Stafford there. But I guess good win for the Cardinals. You get your backs up against the wall. Both teams kind of did. So I guess good win for them. For the Rams, I, I I don't think you're making the playoffs. I think you're screwed. Oh yeah. No cup. Your season's done. Yeah. Ram season definitely done. Uh, three and six. I just don't see a way they claw back into the playoffs. Cardinals, interestingly enough, looked like a reasonable team with Colt McCoy at the helm. You're not saying controversy in the desert, are you? I don't you? know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. Oh, God. Maybe they're beating Come up on. on a you know, 
Rams team that's in trouble, but they looked better than they have. That's all I'll say on that. Sure. That's fair to say, I think. It's a reasonable enough take. Whatever. We can we can move on to uh Packers comeback victory over the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers, Cowboys daddy, as we have declared. This is a bad loss for the Cowboys, Jim. Head into Lambeau, have a 14-point lead. You win this, you're 7-2. and two. You keep in pace with the NFC East and the rest of the NFC. And you lose this one to a Packers team that's been very underwhelming this year. Sitting at 4-6 and six now. And you get smoked by your Jim of the Week, you want to call him out? Christian Watson, yeah. Absolutely smoked him. How do you let that happen? I don't know, man. Like, Dak Prescott, A, his first pick, bad. Okay? That's a bad pick. They're in the red zone. That's a horrible pick. His second pick, I think that was just miscommunication between him and CeeDee Lamb. So, I I guess that one we can kind of throw away for the sake of this conversation. But they've got to be able to close these games, man. Put it on the ground here. You know, run run the clock out. Also, maybe at a certain point, take whoever was on Christian Watson off of him and put on Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs was healthy in this one, no? Right? He healthy, but he got cooked. No, he wasn't even playing coverage on, on Watson. They had him guarding <laughs> Lazard. All right, what point do you go? Okay. I think after the second touchdown to Watson, I go, all right, it's time to to have him shadow Watson and have whoever was getting toasted all night cover Lazard or whatever it may be. For the Packers here, they, I think, are kind of getting their formula right. And it's crazy to say this, but they've had success being conservative with Aaron Rodgers. He only attempted 20 passes on Sunday. That's by far a season low. Oh, it was a running game, man. And they exactly they stayed committed to the running game. Aaron Jones had 138 yards and a touchdown, and that opened things up for them as far as the deep ball goes. And it was very interesting because we haven't seen Rodgers trust any of these guys on these bombs this year. And all of a sudden, Christian Watson comes down with three of them, uh, and I think that maybe. He's going to be a guy that he looks to down the stretch. It's crazy how much one week can change my outlook on a team, but I think they could battle for a playoff spot. I really do. I mean, I don't think that's that crazy that one week can like this, this one week, this small sample size showed us a lot about the Packers. Definitely. And I know it is a small sample size and on the season as a whole, they've disappointed, but you know, it really does take just one random game where you claw back from double digit deficit to just turn your season around. Yeah. Crazy as that sounds, like that can happen. Be on the lookout for the Packers. I kind of like them this week against the Titans. Uh, we can we can head over to uh, the Sunday Night Football Toyota drive-up game. Woo! Niners taking down the Chargers. Chargers put up a decent fight, uh, but it's clear they're missing their pieces. Uh, they're still 5-4, and four, so, you know, hopefully they get healthy and they can they can really be the true Chargers, you know? Uh, Niners, good win, five and four. They look pretty scary, you know. Barring that first drive where their defense looked miserable, yeah. Uh, you know they strapped up later on, and again they're another team that I would not want to see in the playoffs. 
Definitely not. And it's so funny how mediocre Jimmy Garoppolo can just get away with being as long as he doesn't goof them out of a win. You know, like, just don't turn the ball over, Jimmy. That's it. Make the throws you're supposed to. Don't make the ones you're not. He didn't have a touchdown in this game, and I saw a ridiculous stat about how many wins he has without throwing a touchdown pass, and I'm pretty sure it's way more than the next guy. So it says a lot about the coaching and the defense there, which I think will carry them deep into the playoffs. But for the Chargers, they need their weapons back. They need Keenan Allen back. They need Mike Williams back. I think it's killing them. Their their defense has been in shambles all season. If they can get healthy, I think they'll get into the playoffs. I I think I guess regardless, I think they'll get into the playoffs. But if they can get healthy, maybe they can win a game or two in there. But I I don't really see what makes them very different than any other team in the AFC. Their quarterback play is top tier. Their coaching is not. Neither is our defense. To the last game of Week Ten. The Commanders taking down the undefeated Eagles 32-21. Your guy Taylor Heineke was iced out, drinking bush lights out of a trash can on the flight home. I'll let you take it away. If only there was a podcast that predicted this one. I I mean, I wish I knew a guy that texted the fellas and said Commander's Moneyline. Nobody (laughs) even acknowledged me. I don't know, Jim. This one, like, this one felt like the one. I agree. I agree. Big, big win for the commies. And, man, they looked good. Yeah. Uh, you know, prior to that last second touchdown, this game was supposed to finish 26-21, which might make you think this was a pretty close one. In my opinion, the, the commanders dominated that. They were dominant. Yep. They dominated the time of possession. Every drive was a grueling, grueling, just beat them down. Long drive, ending in points. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, Taylor Heineke, he's electric. And it's your guy. You can comment on his quarterbacking play. It's definitely shaky at times. But those boys rally around him. Which cannot be the said cannot be same for uh, Carson Wentz necessarily. No, I don't think so. He Heineke is just so electric, man. Yeah, that's um, your man. I also think this loss is good for the Eagles in the long run. How so? You know, it's the advers- adversity thing. I, I don't think it's you know you need to you need to suffer some losses. You need to understand. Hey, how did we lose this game? How can we ensure this doesn't happen again in the future, especially come playoff time? You know, it's a divisional game. You're going to lose games in the NFL, man. That's okay. No one goes undefeated. Doesn't happen. No. I mean, Patriots did, but then they lost. Anyways, big takeaways for me here. Eagles rushing defense was hurting big time last night. And we saw it the week before against the Texans. And we saw it again on Monday. No Jordan Davis. That's a big hole for them. Both literally and figuratively. That's going to be something to watch. If teams are able to run the ball on them, if they're able to keep it away from them on offense, they're going to do what the commanders did, dominate time of possession, get away with the victory. Terry McLaurin looked awesome here. He had a couple of really nice catches on really nice routes. I think he's one of the better, uh, most underrated receivers in the NFL. And lastly, that commander's front got after Jalen Hurts. Not necessarily in the sack category. They did get out, they get to him a couple times, but 
they got him off the spot a number of times, and they also got him off the spot when he necessarily didn't need to move. As in, he could kind of hear footsteps. He was like not comfortable in the pocket as he has been all season long. So I definitely think that the commander's recipe is one that other teams will try to copy here when they play the Eagles. And for the Eagles, I, th- I think this is a bit of an anomaly. I mean, they lost Dallas Goddard here for a couple weeks. That that hurts them. But I think they'll get back on track. They're too well put together, and I think they're too well coached to kind of skid from this point on. This isn't like the Steelers of 2020 when they went 11-0, lost the Commanders, and then just whoosh, straight downhill. I think this is a different team for a number of very obvious reasons. I'm not getting into it. But, yeah, the, the Commanders, I think they kind of showed the recipe here. That's how you beat the Eagles. If you got the personnel, that's how you do it. Yeah, Jim, I agree. That 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 Steelers undefeated team was way flukier than this Eagles one, in my opinion. Arguably the flukiest ever. It was unbelievably fluky. Uh, but, yeah, Eagles, they've been a little susceptible on the ground, and the Commanders really, really pounded the rock on them. Yep. So, great win for the Commies. Eagles bounce back. Great game. Excellent. Excellent, Jim. And we can move right on into our Week 11 preview. That sounds so scary when I say it. I actually hate it. Tennessee visiting Green Bay here, headed up to Lambeau Field. I'm looking at this one, and I really think I like the Packers to win here. As much as the Titans' defense gives a hard time to opposing passers, I think that the Packers just found out last week that they don't need that to be their game. Uh, and I also think they'll be able to do a good enough job with Derrick Henry that they can win this one. So I'm taking the Packers to win. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. I think that was an identity game against the Cowboys for the Packers this past week. Definitely. I think I know it's a short week, but I think they come out and they just ride that momentum and they take home the, the dub here. Cleveland visiting Buffalo. This is a supposed to be a snow game, Jim. Yeah, I saw up to six feet. Is like was that was that real? I you know I don't know about six feet, but there's definitely supposed to be some snow at, in play. And uh, man, do I love some snow games. Me too. Just Sign awesome. Me up. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, snow games typically lean under, typically lean closer, uh, scoring wise. But I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I think the Bills might come out here and just. You know, in my mind, the Bills and the Dolphins are kind of similar in a sense of explosive offense. I wouldn't say stout defense because the Dolphins don't have a stout defense, but the Bills have a better defense. And I think yeah. this could honestly be a replay of the Browns heading to Miami this past week. And yeah. the Bills just take them to town. I think that's a fair point. I look at this one and I kind of sit here and go, well, you know, what about the Browns' rushing attack? But uh, maybe I I think I overrated them. They got shut down pretty hard last week in Miami. Nick Chubb only had like 60-something yards and a fumble. Um, this one's going to be all ground, if you ask me. It's going to be who wins in the trenches. And I think the big X factor here is the Bills have a quarterback that can, that can beat you with his legs, too. Right now, the Browns don't. So I'm going to take the Bills to win here. I think it'll be a really cool game to watch. I'll definitely be flipping back and forth between the Pats and this. Just for the snow factor. Uh, but yeah, Bills win here, in my opinion. Speaking of the Pats, 
they are at home against the Jets. And I really do have a bad feeling about this one. It pains me to say it. I think the New York Jets are a better football team. And I think that they're going to learn from their mistakes that were made last time. I think that Zach Wilson literally just has to make one less boneheaded move and the Jets win that last game. So I'm taking the Jets to go into Foxborough and actually get a win, which is pretty outrageous to say. But I think that they're a superior team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Jim, I'm with you here. I do think, you know, speaking of daddy, maybe this is the daddy episode. The Pats have been the Jets' daddy. But I think you really nailed it with the, if Zach Wilson can just be a little bit less of a spaz. <laughs> and I know like, I'm serious. Oh, like, I the know. Reason they, the reason I they lost to the Pats last time is because he just turned the ball over a ton. Like, what are we, like, if he just keeps the ball, I think the Jets win that first matchup. And I agree with you that I think they're going to learn from that. And I think they win this game. For sure. Uh, I, I hate, I really, it hurts me to say, but I don't see it from the Patriots side, man. Their offense struggles too hard. Their defense is good enough, but all it takes is a couple plays from the Jets. Yeah, I'm with you. Glad we're on the same page there. We can keep it moving to Detroit taking on the Giants. Mm. That's a fishy, fishy line. I like what I've seen out of the Giants this year. I think they win this game. I don't think, you know, maybe the Lions keep it close. They're decent at keeping it close. They haven't traveled well, the Lions. I, I mean, they're good at home. I guess they did just beat the Bears on the road, but. I just like the Giants here in this spot. I don't really have great reasoning. I think Saquon's going to continue to feast. Yep, that's your reasoning. That's all you need. Seriously. <laughs> Detroit has the second worst rush defense in the NFL. You think they're not going to pound the crap out of the ball here, the Giants? Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement. I, I don't see why the Giants would lose this game. I don't think the Giants lose this game. I know there's the who have you played part of their, you know, why are they 7-2. and two. This would add to it. Why? What's going to stop them from beating the Lions? Nothing. I don't think mm-hmm. anything. Nope. I'm seeing a lot of clowns out there picking the Lions to upset here for just no reason at all, just because they can't pick the Giants. It doesn't make any sense. We've been on the Giants all season, which is crazy, but we have. So I think they win this one here. Next up, Eagles-Colts in Lucas Oil. I think the Eagles win. I think the Colts keep it close. And I only think they do that because I think that Jonathan Taylor continues his hot streak here. He had a huge game last week. And I think the Eagles are vulnerable right now in the middle. The Colts offensive line has underperformed the season. However, I think that with that gap there, and I'm pretty sure that the Eagles just signed Linval Joseph, who's a big run stuffer. He's been a free agent, but uh, he's old. So it doesn't think that make, I don't think it makes that much of a difference there. But I think they'll run the ball, keep it close. But ultimately, I think they'll fall short. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. Um, I think Jeff Saturday is a smart dude. I think he's going to be able to see what the commanders did and say, hey, let's give Jonathan Taylor the ball. And I think the D- the Eagles have been susceptible to the run. I think Jonathan Taylor will you know, have a nice little Thanksgiving feast here. Mm. And I do think the Eagles ultimately do win this game, but I do like the Colts to cover and keep it close. Anyway, we can head on over to Atlanta, where the Bears will be visiting the Falcons. And Jim, I'm all over the Falcons here. I'm all over the Falcons here. Interesting. Why is that? I'd like to hear this one. I think I disagree. I think the Bears' defense stinks. So, so stinky. I think they're awful. I think the Falcons, they have a long week. They played on Thursday, dude. 
they've had a long week to rest, recover, practice. I think they welcome the Bears in, and I think they just run it down their throat, and they think they control this game. Okay, I hear you. Now, I'll challenge you with the only team that runs the ball more than the Falcons are the Chicago Bears. That's, That's the only true. team on a percentage basis. I just don't think they'll be able to stop Justin Fields. And I, that's definitely a fact, man. What you said, the Bears' defense sucks. But I don't think the Falcons' defense is a special unit either. You're not wrong there. Uh, maybe this one just leans over and it's a track meet. And I also looked at it and I thought, I think I kind of like the under. I don't know. I'm all over the place with this game. <laughs> like I feel like 49 is a lot for these teams. That the is two, true. Two, two teams that run the ball like nuts. Like, Does that not spell... The yeah, clock runs the fair. entire game. I don't that's know. Fair. That's what I see. I, I like the Bears. I think Justin Fields continues to stay hot. And my reasoning is I think it's a Falcons back bounce back game after a long week welcoming a team at home. But Lovely. Each their own. Lovely. Now to your squad here. The Panthers heading up to M&T Bank. Play the Ravens. I like the Ravens. For a million reasons, I'll let you take it. The Ravens win this game, Jim. They do. However, the head ref of this game is none other than Jerome Boger. Holding. The fixer himself, <laughs> he is known to fix games per me, per me, per my eyeballs. I've seen it with my own eyes, man. Oh, no, games. Oh, no. So everyone thinks the Ravens are going to go down there and, or, you know, not go down there. The Ravens are going to welcome the Panthers in and toast them. Not going to happen. The, the Panthers are going to cover this. But, and I'm I'm going to make a statement now. It's going to be a Boger call. I'm telling you. All right. He's going to do something that allows Hold the Panthers it. to keep this game within the, the spread. But, yeah, there is no reason the Ravens lose this game, and they won't. Absolutely. They won't. I'm with you. I think that Lamar adds to his MVP resume here in this one big time, too. I think he has a big game. Yeah, I mean, that's a good shout. If you're going to bet Lamar Jackson MVP, do it this week before this game. Mm, good point. Good point. Moving on, Commanders, Texans. Commanders head south for this one. I like the Commanders to win only because of their defensive line. I feel like the Texans will be able to neutralize the Commanders receivers well enough. I'm pretty sure that their secondary has been among the top 10 in the league. Uh, Where they really can get killed is on the ground. Commanders don't exactly have the strongest running attack. So I like the Commanders, but it this one makes me raise my eyebrows a little bit. I'll say that. Jim, I, I, I might be called crazy, but I think I like the Texans here. I see. I don't think that's crazy. I think the Commanders are coming off a short week after a big emotional win against Ooh, the narrative. I, yes. I, it feels like a letdown spot, man. Okay. As, as a key truther myself, okay, he's electric but he's questionable at times. I think with Heineke, you hop on the ride and you enjoy the highest of highs, mm. the Eagles. Heineke. You also have to suffer this, the lows of the lows, which okay. will be losing to the Houston Texans. Mm. I like the Texans this week. I think okay. people are going to think the commanders are legit for beating the Eagles, but the Texans keep it, keep it close. They're close in games, and they, they, they're going to they're gonna win this one, Jim. All right, Jim. I don't hate it. Like I said, I'm going to take commanders, but I don't hate your logic. I think it's very sound. Thank you. Thank you. We can move over to, it's funny because if I looked at this potential matchup like two years ago, I'd go, man, we got a good one. 
But now, man, we got a bad one. Yeah, a sticky it's, one. It's the Rams heading down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Oh, Ooh. what an ugly game. I don't want to pick a – I don't, honestly don't know if I could pick a winner. This is gross. If I had to lean aside, I'd take the home team and the Saints just because I think that they have a little healthier of a unit. I'm not sure what's going on with Stafford. Cup is out, and once Cup's gone, that is the Rams. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm just not sure how the Rams are going to score a lot of points on the Saints. That's my concern. I think that's a good point. I think I'll ride Saints with you for that reason. Their yeah. offense is gone, is it not? My thinking is I just can't hop on the Rams at all this season, and then you take away their best piece. Why would I hop on the Rams after they lose their best piece? Good and point. Why would I do that now? I, w- I won't. You know, I, w- I wouldn't and I won't. Good point. I'm with you for all the reasons that you stated. Saints win this one. Now to my next one here. This one's exciting for me. This is a grudge match game. This is the Nick Cincy grudge match game. Broncos Raiders, easily two of the worst teams in the NFL at this point, whom we both thought would be better. But, man, as bad as the Broncos have been, they're at home here, mile high. This is a game that they know they need to have. I think that McDaniels has job security for whatever reason. But honestly, dude, Broncos lose. I think Hackett's gone. This is me putting the I don't know Jim curse on it. I'm serious. I think Hackett's gone if the Broncos lose this game. I don't know. That's not crazy. And I'm terrified if I'm Nathaniel Hackett because the I don't know Jim curse is real. Undefeated 2-0. You do not want to be a head coach and be on our bad side. Nope. And by bad side, I mean our unbiased opinions. Correct. Jim is saying that Nathaniel Hackett's gone if they lose this game. Nathaniel Hackett, you better better plan up for this one. You better get packing otherwise, man. This is an interesting one, though. I mean, I I know we've talked about the Broncos' struggles on offense. If there's a defense you can take advantage of, it is the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. They suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> point blank, the Raiders' defense sucks. Yes, it does. It's awful. Yes, it's not good. So, you know, hopefully the Broncos can put up 18 points because that's been good enough throughout the season to win most of their games. Can the Broncos put up 18 points against the Raiders? I think so. So mm. I think we'll win this one. Awesome. Cool. That means that I gain a, gain a game on Nick Cincy, who's going to owe me money at the end of the season. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Cowboys Vikings in Minnesota. Jeez Louise. What do I think about this one, Jim? I think I like the Vikings. I think I'm going to buy the Vikings. Justin Jefferson does his thing here. I don't know whether they're going to have Dig Shadow him or not. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Um, And also, sneaky, I think that the Vikings are going to do a good job neutralizing Micah Parsons. Very sneaky. Uh, in my opinion, the Vikings have one of the best tackle duos in the NFL. If Brian O'Neill on the right, Christian Derrissaw on the left. Derrissaw has been playing like an all-pro this year. I don't know how much you've really been paying attention to him. But I think that that's huge. Give me the Vikings. I will say, Jim, Justin Jefferson was added to the injury report today. Interesting. With a case of Jim-itis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if Jefferson plays, I'm with you. And I Is like he actually Vikings. hurt? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, he. I. I do know he's hurt. I knew. I do know he was on the injury report. I don't know if it's going to keep him out of the game. Okay. I think if he's out, I don't hate the Cowboys. 
Uh, All right. No, I, I think that's very. I think that's a pretty I, good point. I just think that speaks to how important Justin Jefferson's been. Up I I agree. That's kind of my analysis. Justin Jefferson plays. I like the Vikings. He doesn't. I like the Cowboys. We can head over to an AFC North rivalry where the Bengals will be flaunting their icy whites, mm. and those uniforms are clean. I think the Bengals win this one. AFC North games are always fluky. With anyone can beat anyone regardless of how the teams are doing in the given yep. season. I think that Steelers defense has been good. They've been keeping it close. I don't hate the Steelers to cover here or even win, to be honest. Bengals have looked a little meh without Jamar Chase. I'm talking myself into the Steelers here, man. Really? I don't know if they win it, but I think they do keep it very, very close. I think this could be a field goal game in either direction. All right, I don't hate that. Yeah, my big thing here is TJ Watt back for the Steelers. Like and he played against them. Did they play week one when they beat them? Yes, I believe so. So yeah, I mean he's a huge X factor. No Jamar Chase, that's gonna hurt the Bengals. I do have a hard time really seeing the Steelers win this one, but I think you make good points. I think it does stay close, but I'll take the Bengals to win. I, I like those reasonings. I like those takes. Perfect. Now to the Sunday nighter. Chiefs Chargers, AFC West battle. Give me the Chiefs here. I think that right now they are unstoppable. Chargers banged up. I know I saw that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are trying to practice today, so that's great and everything. But I still think the Chiefs are the superior team, regardless of if they have their one and two out there. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim, and I am going to officially declare this the daddy episode because the Chiefs are the Chargers' daddy. Yeah, yeah. And they just beat them. Yep. They do. Um, you know, maybe where this number's at now, I don't know if I love the Chiefs to cover. You know, that might be an injury report watch list thing. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have done a good job staying in games even without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But man, the Chiefs don't lose this. The no. Chargers, this is a big one for them, though. They really need to come out and win this. Like it's a it's a need for the Chargers, but the Chiefs are so so good. Yep. I do think, um, I'm going to call my shot here, I think Isaiah Pacheco has a glorious, glorious game against the Chargers. All right, nice pronunciation. Good Thank job. You, good job, Jim. All right, man. I like that. I think that's a good take. I Go think on. he's going to run all over him. Edwards is a bum now. It's hey, Pacheco's backfield. I love it. I love it. We can head on down to Monday night now. Niners visiting the Cardinals. Jim, you might call me crazy. I like the Cardinals to keep this one close. Jim, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell you about this team, dude. I don't know. I think that, I mean, I know we don't talk spread on this for this part. I think 49ers win, but spread's at eight right now. I think that's way too much. I think that's pretty that's outrageous. My, that's my thought, too. Yeah. 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 Niners win. But, I I mean, Kyler Murray might not play. His hamstring's still beat up. I know we don't talk about the number, but eight is a ton for a home team in primetime. Sure. But if Kyle Murray doesn't play, dude, I think that's pretty fair then. Now, our top three picks of this week. Our three favorites for week 11. All right, Jim, I'll hop right into it here. My first pick is going to be the Chiefs minus five and a half. I think they're far superior to the Chargers right now. I also think, like you said, this is their daddy. I think they get a big win. I like the Chiefs. Give me them five and a half. That's a bold prediction, Jim, but not as bold as this. I'm going with the Houston Texans. 
I like a money line, but I'll take him with the points. Oh, I love wow. him this week. I love him this week. Um, wow. You know, I think I think this is a letdown spot for the Commanders. I like the Texans in this spot. Give me the Texans plus three and a half, and sprinkle some money line in there. All right, go you, Jim. I'll keep moving. Give me the Saints minus three here against a bum Rams team. No Cooper Cup. Maybe without Stafford again. I think the Taysom Hill gets going in this one. I just see it happening. So I like the Saints. Give me a minus three. I like the Taysom Hill shout. Uh, yeah. This one's going to be the Falcons minus three against the Bears. Another narrative game script type bet where I just think the Falcons on a week plus of rest are going to be prepared for this one. And I think they're going to run the ball down the Chicago defense's throat. I like the Falcons minus three. Mm, I like that. Even though I don't because I like the Bears. Anyways, my last pick going to be the Vikings plus one and a half against the Cowboys. This does hinge on Justin Jefferson's status, though. I'll say that. So if he plays, I like the Vikings plus one and a half. It's kind of a huge hinge, Jim, but I agree with you. My last pick would be the Steelers plus four. I think this is an AFC North divisional game. These are close. These are gritty. I think Steelers at home with four points. Yeah, I like that. All right. Should we they tell them? Lose. They might lose, but I think they cover the four. Should we tell them our uh, be a gym pick here? It's now five and two after a loss last week. Still profitable as hell. Yeah, yep. we can tell them now. Be a gym pick. Week 11 is going to be the New York Giants minus three against the Detroit Lions here. I think that we both love Saquon Barkley on the ground here against the poor Lions rush defense. We'd like them to keep rolling. The Lions are bad, bad, bad on the road. For those reasons, you should be a gym. Lock in the Giants minus three. Yes, sir. All right, Jim, that'll do it. Uh, be a gym pick five and two, hoping to move to six and two. I think it's a good pick. I know you think it's a good pick. I love it, man. You should pick it too. Uh, pleasure talking football, ball knowledge on this daddy episode of Be a Gym. Say uh, say hi to your daddies for us. That was a little weird, but regardless, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Look at that. Two minutes and some change to spare. Let's go. That was good. Bang, bang. Thank you. All right. <laughs>